cheek. Oh my God, hello. Melissa Rich here, Chic NYC, coming to you live from the inside of my home. The sounds you'll hear, maybe more domestic than usual. And the reason is, I have once again contracted the gay cold. Again, again, I literally, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's truly, I, it was though I was begging for it, begging for, honestly, COVID. If I didn't have two solid negatives, I would be like, okay, and my symptoms are sneezing. So let's all not panic. But I have felt like shit for three days. I simply cannot face the fire escape, cold weather temperatures um, to be outside for my gorgeous audience. However, we are still in New York. We are still in Times Square. Now back in New York. Um, if you listen to, honestly, I haven't even listened to it. The probably literally like committable insanity that um, our New Orleans episode was. If you can hear, I am making a terrible choice, but I'm going to have a little bit of Corona in my orange juice. I haven't drinking like five days. Leave me alone. So back in New York, obviously had a gorgeous trip. We stayed up all night for our flight. Like, you know, I'm coming back, coming back in hot. And mind you right now, like the level of responsibility that I've had before I get into the absolute, you know, is that still good? the complete um, irresponsibility of my weekend weekend. I'm supposed to be at a holiday dinner right now with some British friends, so quite bummed, babe. It's um, it's devastating to miss one, a week of like my favorite time of year between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, give it to me year round. I love it, I love it. No one gives a shit about anything. Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone's just getting drunk and it's fine because it's the holidays. Okay, that's delicious. So I have been fully in hermit for three days. And honestly, it's been kind of nice. I'm crocheting. But uh, it's not. I will tell you what has saved me completely. I'm just out of the bath. Um, I was gifted by my dear British boyfriend a kind of care package from Stanley's Pharmacy, which I will tell you, Stanley cured me of the gay cold over the summer, just in time for me to go to Greece. Literally was like, am I dying? You know, couldn't handle it. Went to Stanley's, then went to the beach here. I went to Rockaways. I feel that cleansed me as well. But truly, if you want, he's literally, he's like, I don't, I have no idea how old he is. Seems like he's lived in New York for a hundred years. Um, you know, rave kid, like you know, hung out with like the fucking Beastie Boys, whatever. He's been around the block, is what I'm telling you. And he's literally like, "Okay, what are you? You staying up all night tonight? Are you staying up all night? You know, what, what are you, like that's what kind of business he's running. He is a real pharmacist, but wheels and deals, amazing herbs, knows what you need. Like I go to him constantly. So he, and he's on like Ludlow. And Hester, I believe. So he gives me all these teas, um, a mineral. Oh, my God. You know what? Let me look at the ingredients on this bath soap because it was fucking awesome. These drops that you put into the tea, I think they're echinacea. I'm not entirely sure. But this soak was everything. There's eucalyptus, 
magnesium salts, camphor, rosemary, lavender, marjoram, geranium, whatever. You get the idea. There is, it was awesome. And I truly felt cleansed. He said to only do it for 15 to 20 minutes. Of course, you know, I was 30 to 40. And then I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it was 15 to 20. Because I felt the effects. It was really great. So that's literally been my three days. I'm... Why I say I was asking for it is um, I got back during the trip to New Orleans. I just decided on whatever day before we got back that I was like, you know what? This is my first Hanukkah and I'm going to be really bummed if I don't have a Hanukkah party that my friend David can attend and kind of like, you know, show me the ropes. I'd been lighting the menorah the first few nights, but like, you know, I wasn't doing the full blessings. I was or like, I was reading them offline. I'm like, I'm probably not saying this right. Whatever. As we know, I haven't uh, completed the course yet. So I'm texting David, like, come over. I'll be back on Wednesday. Come over for night. He's going to Israel. Sorry. He's going to Israel. So he's leaving, um, that Friday and we had Caroline Polichak on Thursday. So he's like, okay, is this like a party? And I was like, yeah, I think it should be. And I had also been working um, two, I was ending two jobs at the time. So I was supposed to get a little, you know, a waterfall, whatever they say. What is that? A windfall of cash. And I did. So I was like, yes, a fucking party. And I'm so glad that I did. It was an absolute joy. Hanukkah is perfect for me for many reasons. First of all, it's a literal bender of a holiday. Eight nights. Are you kidding me? It's perfect. No pressure on one particular night or moment. You know what I mean? You can space things out. It's not like you have this one day that has to be perfect start to finish. You have to be with your family for that entire day or whatever. No, you probably get to get, it's a nighttime holiday. It's cool. Candles, food, donuts, like, come on. It's fantastic. Absolutely. I enjoyed all eight nights thoroughly. Um, Maybe not the last as much because of the cold, but this was really fun. It was, you know, small, intimate, Kosars on um, fucking on Grand Street really saved me. Like, had the donuts, had everything that I needed as far as that. I really, like, it was gorgeous. We all got, like, okay, so the first one, very, very fun, Jewish. I put my mezuzah up. I'm, like, really, you know, getting into it. It was great. Of course, then, like, the real girlies stay and it wasn't even that late but we were like okay pretty fucked up and my roommate had gone out she hadn't gotten a chance to put up the christmas tree that day because she was hung over i was like oh my god should we put up the christmas tree she bought a fake one last year why i don't know i feel like this is one city where they're abundant you can buy a real tree literally at Dwayne reed like on the corner like everywhere but she bought a fake one so i was like fine we put up the tree it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. My little boys running around. Decorating. It was so funny. I It was a, a gorgeous night. Gorgeous night is my point. Then, the next day, we go to Balthazar, which we took some shit for online, let me tell you. Listen, I know Keith McNally's a piece of shit. Everyone knows that. Of course. Am I going there every week? No. But if I want to have one Christmas dinner at a place that embodies the Christmas experience... Yeah, I'm going to go to fucking Balthazar and have a goddamn steak tartare and oysters. Leave me alone. That's what I have to say about that. Caroline Polachek. I believe I might have dragged her slightly in a previous episode because we were maybe expecting new music. 
has not been delivered. And you know what? Didn't matter. She did some unreleased songs, but even besides the point, like, I will hear those songs forever and be moved in an insane way. It's just, she's doing something different energetically than all of the other girls. It's very, like, I felt leaving that show like I had done yoga. Like, it was an after yoga, like, purification almost. And this is my theory. It has something to do with, like, the tones of her voice. It is like a sound bath or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's an amazing performer, like... And it's funny to say she's an amazing performer because it's not like she's dancing like a fucking, you know, whatever. Like, and she doesn't need to. She does not need to. But she did really cool shit. She brought out, God, of course, I don't remember her name. She's French. And they did this, you know, leather. They're holding arms, spinning around on stage together. Like, it was sick. It was just a really, really good show. And, like, a full body overhaul. You know what I mean? Like, just really incredible. It was great. And then, of course, we go to uh, that fucking cowboy bar in Hell's Kitchen. <sighs> God. So, you know, that's two more nights. Then, this time, I feel like every year, everyone is just like, okay, let's try to catch up with as many people as we can. Get, you know, your holiday dinners in, blah, blah, blah. So, I was doing that on Friday. I was like, good. An innocent dinner at Lucian. We'll sit at the bar. We'll have a good time. And then, you know, have a chill night sure yeah meet my friend abby from college all of a sudden we're like wasted 24 year olds running around the goddamn east village Ugh. so you know here i am drunk again we actually had a really really lovely time um but you know i could feel myself slipping which led me to watch the entirety of bravo's winter house in one sitting the next day Boy, um, what did that make me feel? I, I, I felt like a genius afterwards. You know, honestly, like, I was just like, wow. Um, if I ever think I am not smart, I am smart. And I know that's bitchy and mean. But, I, and I'm sure if I was on that show, I'd be acting like a goddamn idiot with all these other idiots. But I was just like, wow, these, sometimes these people are fucking dumb. It's Saturday night, a classic Christmas party classic like hit all of the notes so marissa meltzer who is new york times columnist lives in the neighborhood she walks this the bulldog is like she's a delicious dog she is everything you want a bulldog to be she's just wants to love you she's moving as much as she can and only as much as she can her name's joan joan was unfortunately not at the party because Joan likes seafood. And you know Marissa was putting out goddamn seafood towers. You know, caviar. Gorgeous spread. Gorgeous. So, you know, the only thing that could have made the party better was Joan. But what I loved, I mean, this is incredibly iconic. And, you know, I've seen a few parties and I always forget to do it at mine. Which is chilling your bottles of champagne in the bathtub with ice. Just fill the whole bathtub with ice. Which, of course, me as a host, always forgetting to get ice. So stupid. But that, I will never forget again. It was the most perfect bathtub filled with champagne I have ever seen. And honestly, just, like, great group of people. Like, neighborhood friends who were, you know, kind of, like, newer friends to me. Some writer friends, some comedy friends who I had maybe not seen in a bit. It was just truly a great vibe. It was really, really, 
just really good. I had drinks with my friend Allison after Allison Libby, and I truly feel I won't get too serious about this, but I truly feel like you know when you're like supposed to see a person on a certain night. It was that. It was like I needed to have these conversations on this specific night over mezcal Negronis with this specific person, and like when I say it was like a the reality check I needed, it really was like. I've talked about this a little bit. Going home for whatever reason is truly like I'm like armor up and fucking go in. And by the time I leave, who who the fuck am I? What happened? I don't know. Like, and it's not overt. It's always subtle. So I find myself feeling, you know, rather gaslit or whatever. So we really just talked about like the roles that like your birth family has in your chosen family and the legitimizing of the chosen family and being able, and I'm sure this comes very naturally to a lot of people, I particularly have a lot of, like, guilt around this, or, like, honestly, I think fear of being, like, left out of my family that makes me, like, I have to be home. Also, I have a grandma. I have still a grandma that I want to go see. So, it makes it really difficult just trying to, like, function in this kind of in-between while this wedge that I did not anticipate when I moved to New York, this wedge that kind of put between my family and I grows bigger and bigger all the time, especially with my dad passing. It just feels like, you know, the distance is not closing. It is increasing only. And luckily, I do feel that I have many close friends that I would love to spend time with and have holidays with even if that were... I don't know. I feel I feel really conflicted about it right now. But there are a lot of people who don't go home and are happy and it's fine. But I just kind of still feel like I'm like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate me. I don't know. I'm reading this book and I recommend this to anyone who will be going home for Christmas or holidays. <laughs> it's the meanest book title on earth, I think. It's so mean, but whatever. It's called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. I guess that's not the meanest sounding thing ever, but, like, just when I saw it, I was like, wow, if my mom saw me reading this, like, she'd be like, wow, bitch. But, I don't know, I think I really fit the bill for, um, a lot of the traits that come from having, like, a distant parent. There's different kinds of whatever, and I'll maybe get more into this after I finish the book. But, it just has made, made me realize, like, okay, I fit a lot of the traits of an emotionally immature person or parent because I was parented by that and my mom was parented by that so it's just kind of like this chain of emotionally immature people putting this on each other and obviously that's how family trauma works (sighs) I don't know it's made me feel like okay I guess by the end of the book you figure out what to do or they tell you like yeah maybe and like I think it is whenever I get stuck in this like oh my god should I get married and have a family it's like well no it's like I feel like I need to make my own family so I don't have to deal with my regular family and maybe there is some truth to that but doesn't mean that I need to get married and have a baby. That means you just make different choices or adjust your goddamn expectations and needs from your family. I don't know if this is resonating for anyone, but it's deeply what I'm going through. We didn't get that deep of drinks. We had a lovely time. But honestly, we kind of did, and it was, like, really great. And, like, Allison's super successful and awesome, and she said some great things about, like, you know how, yeah, maybe she's not going to, like, have a baby that makes her parents proud. But, yeah, she'll probably take you to, like, goddamn Emmys or something. So shut the fuck up. Whatever. So I leave feeling, like, fabulous. It's, like, 2. Maybe 2.30. And I literally walk up the stairs to my apartment. This entire time I'm thinking, like, okay, I do have a ticket for Hunter. Am I going to go? Am I not going to go? I've really been going hard. 
it's a tough time to, you know, go to a rave when you're already at like a weekend to a full bender. My annual holiday bender. So I get up the stairs and everything. Then I notice I have texts from the girlies at Hunter. Get upstairs. Boyfriend's in the bed. I'm like, mm, looks cozy. I'll just change my shirt. Change my shirt. Go. And honestly, I'm really glad I did. Even though I, it brings me to my state right now in feeling uh, not not well. This These were the things that I liked. Okay, first of all, it was a pine-scented rave. Have you ever been to a rave that smells like Christmas? I had not. It was a good venue. I mean, I've been to a couple where I was like, why are they at this venue? This one, you know, a standard warehouse. They had set up like a maze. They must have put like sap or something or like the oil of the trees around because there were like pieces of Christmas trees on the ground, but it it smelled like you were in a Christmas tree farm. It was crazy. It's It was amazing. I love that. Dance all night. Music was great. Feeling good. At like 6.30, I'm like in line for Kotrak. Longest line you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Who do I see? Love of my life. Telfar Clemens. Right there. So, of course, I'm, you know, on substance. And I beeline. He's literally like shirtless, like looking like a dream. And I've seen him like a few times. And it's never really felt like the moment. He's not been alone. He's been whatever. And I've just been like, I need like the moment to tell him like what <laughs> it's so stupid. What this bag means to me. And like what me and the bag have done to him. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. But he loved it. And it was a very uh, really connected magical moment. I l- couldn't have written it better myself. I was like... I've had so much fun with this goddamn purse. I tell them all the reasons I love how I don't lose my keys because they're strapped on a thing. Like, you know, whatever. We're loving it, loving it. Kisses the bag. Kisses me. We hug. Look, we had a long, long, long hug. And like, a, you know, our hands are parting. We're still holding on. Like, you know, we might have both been on Molly. I don't know what was going on. But it was great. It was really, really beautiful. And um, I'd almost left an hour before. So I was, you know, the lesson is never leave. Never leave early. Never go home. Just kidding. That's not the advice. Oh, God. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at emotionally. Um, God. This was something... Okay, I woke up to, like, two news scenarios that I thought were, like... Why, why am I seeing this? First, of course, the Fox News tree that got set on fire. Fine what do we great cool and now they're gonna call us evil liberals great my friend works at del frisco she had some pretty like boots on the ground footage and you know some things that she's heard from fox news people and i was just kind of like this is one of the things on social media where i'm like would love to not see this or be involved in this and then I felt like I was just really overpowered by like people's choice awards content like what the fuck like I get it that like like if I think of people's choice awards I have not thought of a modern people's choice awards ever like we're thinking about it we're thinking obviously of like Britney Spears Justin Timberlake like that era of it early 2000s. So it makes sense that they're trying to like capitalize on it and call it like the PCAs. If somebody said the PCA, I would think ASPCA, like the dogs. 
what it, the, the the PCA is like we're supposed to know that no this is not that kind of awards like I get it capitalize on this like nostalgia nostalgia has been really bothering me lately like anytime there's like this lean into like the capitalization of nostalgia has just gone to a point where I can no longer be involved and I am involved is the unfortunate part it's just like you, you can't avoid it but it's also just like okay grow up and I think it's like honestly really inhibits um creativity I don't think that like I know I'm kind of being a hypocrite because I'm always saying like buy vintage and buy used clothes and whatever and like obviously yes do that not fast fashion but I think it does if but I think there's a difference between vintage and being stuck in this like nostalgia mindset you know what I mean we're not going to be creating anything like very new if we're just like constantly like trying to hit these notes of nostalgia in people like what about the goddamn future what about like notes of inspiration instead of notes of like oh my god I love that I remember that whatever um not that I think it's all bad but whatever I also think that like it is the Kardashian involvement like obviously they're well and talk about nostalgia Christina literally wearing like the dirty outfit like the yellow like whatever like I'm just like no I'm fucking over it like no but the Kardashians brings up this whole other thing. And I think that's part of the reason why it was so bad. Because, like, when else are they getting awards? Never. Obviously never. So, like, they're milking this for all it's worth. E is making it, you know, an insane thing. Not that they fucking matter. But it's, like, the Kardashians taking this as an opportunity to announce their fucking Hulu show. It's, like, why are you even ending your show if you're making another show on Hulu? And then, you know, obviously them needing any good press after, you know, the whole thing. Not that I'm, I think hating on the Kardashians is very boring and I'm not trying to do that. Um, I think I just don't like feeling uh, manipulated. Maybe that's part of it. And I'm not like, especially hating on Kim. I don't, I actually don't hate on Kim. I don't think at all. And I didn't feel bad for her that's not the right way to say it I had a little twinge of some sort when she's like I just saw a clip of her see this is what I mean I'm like why have I watched all this why have I seen all this like I think like Diet Prada posted or something I'm like why are you even doing that so she's wearing like Balenciaga she's wearing these crazy you know sunglasses and she's like wins the fashion icon award and she's like I'm grateful that these designers are willing to work with me they weren't always willing to (laughs) which like oh and then like mostly because they got a call from Kanye so thank you to Kanye and I was just like fuck like I don't know (laughs) obviously she's fine there's no reason to feel bad for her but I did twinge a little bit like I was just like damn I mean she's happy there's no uh no feeling bad but rubbed me in a weird way maybe I've been inside my house for too long um my friend Dexter just uh texted me and invited me to see Bendetta which is playing it syndicated. It is the director of Showgirls and Basic Instinct. <laughs> it's a movie about lesbian nuns in Italy during the plague. True story. Come on. I don't know if there's any movie better designed for me and Dexter, honestly, my friend Dexter. This is very into, you know, the Catholic, uh, you know, the Madonna, um, which is kind of funny. I feel like we don't really think about 
the fashion, eh, I guess we do, like, obviously cross necklaces, the, but she, they're very into the full fashion of Catholicism, which growing up in it, I would never be. I do wear a cross in addition to my Star of David, but that's only because I got it in Greece and I thought it was chic and I'm watching Buffy. So it's more about that than Father, Son, and House of Gucci. Um, all right. Can't bury the lead. Sex in the City. I'm confusing people because I'm like, Sex in the City is premiering tonight. It's not called that. It's called... And just like that. But I think I just can't make, make myself say that out loud. Um, so I am going to recap the show. I believe there are 10 episodes on this very podcast. I will be bringing in guests. Fun. So I'm sure I will sneak in this sort of episode. Maybe not weekly, but a few times in the span of these. Um, I'm going to talk to Jake Cornell about the first one. I'm like, is it going to premiere at mid? Is it going to be on HBO Max at midnight tonight? I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. We're going to chat tomorrow or Friday. Do a full, full recap. Lots of spoilers. I'm doing this also because like for people who don't want to watch the show, but just want to hear about the, you know, massive car wreck pileup that it will likely be. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Also, I have all this goddamn useless knowledge from doing the freaking bus tour for all of those years that I just feel like I have to use some of this for good. Use these powers for good. I don't know where they're literally at the premiere as we speak. And I'm annoyed that I don't know more about it. Um, I've been scouring Instagram and like asking people who I thought, you know, maybe would be um, either invited or going. I forgot to watch them on Colbert. I'm going to do that maybe um everyone looks good whatever Sarah Jessica Parker's didn't ask you to do Renta. I mean it's all kind of just like boring Natasha pff, looks great mm. yeah I don't know it's gonna be a fucking shit show but you know I'm not gonna not watch it Ugh. Billy Eichner's there I wonder where they are there's no fucking psychopath um, so yeah, that's going to be happening. Tune out if uh, that's not for you. I respect it and I get it. I'm not condoning this show as like, oh my God, this is going to be good. Let's watch it. I think it's going to be a real overcorrection. I think it's going to be like, and just like that, I have black friends. I have gay friends. I believe in bisexuality. Like it's going to overcorrect everything that they fucked up in the show. And it's going to be painful to watch. Um, duh, duh, of course, that's what everyone thinks. Um, I'm not veering from that and I'm not saying that this is, you know, a good thing that everyone should spend time and money on, whatever. Um, but that being said, I cannot not watch it. I wasn't one of those girls who like moved here for Sex in the City by any means. I had watched it. I had been very aware of it, but I wasn't, like, we didn't have HBO growing up, so it wasn't until, like, really, like, college, and even then, like, I didn't watch it, like, fully straight through till after college, and I would say even more, <laughs> even more humiliating, like, I was more into girls when I moved here, you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, that was more my, I was, like, this is kind of made for me, like, 
I think at the time I watched Sex and the City, I was, like, very aware that they were, like, much older than me at that time. Whatever. Point being, I don't have that kind of relationship where I was like, this is New York to me. The reason I have that in any sense is because that was one of my first jobs was doing the Sex and City bus tour, and it's literally how I, like, learned the city. So, unfortunately, when I walk around, I am, uh, you know, (laughs) cursed by place that okay turn left at the church where Samantha tried to fuck the priest and then you know that that's my knowledge of many parts of Manhattan so it's fun it's annoying for friends and loved ones um I don't know I don't know it's it's such a complicated nuanced like relationship to have with this show everyone obviously like likes it but like can't and yet if you haven't seen it like where the fuck have you been my friend stephanie who grew up in the west village and obviously they'd like make fun of it and like hate it all the time and everything she just watched it and she really thinks it's the reason she and her boyfriend broke up they watched it together and yeah completely split after she agrees with me the thing is like that's fair like when you see and why ultimately it is an important show it's just seeing alternative lifestyles play out on mainstream television and the effect that it ultimately has on the zeitgeist and culture at large. So why I will not hate on the show entirely is I want to see older women living their lives. I want to see single older women. I want to see just like the example of it made mainstream. And, you know, because I don't think we're past it all this, you know, hatred of women post-menopause or whatever like not even that like if you're not like super hot in your 40s everyone hates you you're Demi Moore everyone's like cool we like you and you know whatever but it's not we're not seeing this so I'm happy that that will exist and we shall see maybe it'll be a nightmare maybe it won't okay I went on for this longer than I wanted to um yeah So that will be the next episode out probably Friday with Jake Cornell, who's fabulous and just watched the show for the first time. (sighs) I think that's all I have for you, babes. I'm going to take some goddamn NyQuil and go to bed. Ugh. Can you believe I'm fucking sick again? Yeah, I did ask for it. Thank God it's not COVID. Ugh. Okay. Well, have a safe and fun night. I hope that you're at some sort of amazing Christmas party right now and then you'll listen to this later when you're home and drunk or something. All right. I love you, babes. Bye.